0: Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: and welcome back to our St. Alphonsus Wellcast. My name is Amy James. I'm a registered dietitian, and today we have the always lovely Candy Zapia.
0: Thank you. Hello.
1: (laughs) And then our special guest today is someone new. Her name is Mikkel McBride, and she is the community development officer over at the Idaho Central Credit Union. And today we're talking about something a little different, something that we haven't touched yet on the pod. We're going to talk about the four laws of financial prosperity. So I'm going to let Mikkel introduce herself and give her a little bit of a background. Uh, so, go for it, Mikkel.
2: Yes, thanks for having me. So, I am Mikkel McBride, like you said, and I have worked for Idaho Central Credit Union for 10 years now, five of them in Boise. And it has been so amazing. I get to go out into the community and do special events and outreach with community members. And um, I also get to teach financial education, which Might sound boring to some, but it's actually pretty fun. And I actually enjoy it. It's something I'm passionate about. So um, I love doing that. Um, And I also like getting out into the community. I'm on the board for the Foundation for Idaho History. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, Very cool. What's that like? That is, you might think it sounds boring because you're like, (laughs) oh, history, boring. But it's actually pretty cool um, getting to help preserve some of our history um, in our state. Um, it's actually pretty cool getting to.
1: Did you get hooked up with that through ICCU, or is that just something that you volunteer for?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, That's through, really cool. they, That's how they they met me was through Idaho Central and mm-hmm. um, found out that I was very passionate. It, my passion started at the Idaho State Museum. I don't know if you guys oh, have yes. ever okay. been there. Absolutely, no, I haven't. It is actually is it? So it's so cool. It's in downtown Boise. What? Yeah, how right by never BAM. Been here? Right by okay. BAM, the Boys Arts
0: Museum. Got for those it. that don't know,
2: it's it's not like your typical museum where you're just reading like placards on the wall. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, it's interactive. And the last time
0: that I went to visit, we visited with a friend, and they had the old school game, uh, the Oregon Trail like they had a computer up with that on there that was just so nostalgic and everything but it's very interactive very cool information in
2: there so yeah check it out so that was kind of from my passion there like got it okay so yeah so i'm on that on that foundation. And um, yeah, I get to coach softball in my spare time um, for Mountain View High School. So that's also fun. And you were just telling us that you just bought a dog last night. (laughs) Last (laughs) night. Yes. Winston. (laughs) Yes. Winston. Shout out to Winston. My new golden doodle (laughs) puppy. That's so adorable because it's day one. That's why he's so adorable. So day one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So it's no surprise. You know, a lot of people are kind of feeling the burden of the times, I guess, is the way that I'll say it. And I think a lot of people are looking for more resources to become more financially prepared, financially well. Um, And so we were really excited to bring you on today because it's something that from our listeners, it seems like there's a need. Um, And so give us a little bit. Today, we're talking about the four laws of financial prosperity, which, as I understand, is a book. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on that?
2: Yes. I know um, that talking about finances can be uncomfortable for people mm-hmm. sometimes, um, but it doesn't really have to be. Um, the Four Laws of Financial Prosperity is based on a book okay. by Blaine Harris and Charles Kunrat, And it's actually... A really good book. We actually give one of these books to each one of our team members when they start at the credit union.
1: Oh wow! smart. Fun fact. Yeah, can you give one to me? (laughs) Absolutely. I will definitely. You have to buy it, Amy. I want one.
2: (laughs) I will get you one. Um, It's but it's a really great book, and it it goes over the four laws to help you um, prosper. So it kind of talks about how um, it's not about how much money you make. You don't have to make tons of money to prosper in your financial, sure, in your financial world or whatever. Um, but it's just about how you spend your money, mm-hmm. right. um, that, that makes the difference. So it, you know, kind of walks you through all of those things. So it's a really cool, really cool book.
1: Got it. Okay. Well, with that, I think, you know, I'm definitely eager. I'm a dietitian, so I can talk to you guys about nutrition and wellness, <laughs> but financial <laughs> wellness is something that I'm always trying to learn a little bit more about. So let's just get right into it. Law one track. Yes,
2: for us. this one tracking is kind of it's one of those ones yeah. that really makes you open your eyes a little bit yeah right. um tracking is exactly what it what it sounds like yeah. you track every single purchase you make whether it's with cash or with a check or with a debit card any transaction you make you're tracking that and tracking looks different for everybody some people love to create a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And, and track it in their spreadsheet. Some people like to use an app. Um, I know with Idaho Central Credit Union on our online banking, you can categorize your spending and things okay. like that. Um, so however that may be to you, if you're writing them down each time you make them, however that looks like, you want to track that okay. so that you can see where that money's going. And I have kind of an interesting story about tracking. Okay. Um, uh, my sister was feeling very frustrated with her finances and um, was just like, I don't know where all of our money goes, and so I was like, Go ahead and track that. Go ahead and track your track spending. That. Right, <laughs> track that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so she started tracking her finances, and she discovered, which she should have known, but like I said, tracking yeah. really opens your eyes. Um, that she was taking her boys to Maverick every day, and they were spending about ten dollars on like snacks and sodas mm. and mm. just whatever. And sorry, no, no disrespect to Maverick, but a convenience store usually costs a little bit yeah, more money. You right. Know? It's
1: a money suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you're, if you're going to have those treats and those snacks and stuff, it might be better to go to a store where you can get them for cheaper, but she was spending $10 a day. That's 300 bucks a month. Just like that. That's just right. in one instance, yep. not to mention mm-hmm. eating out and all of those things. So she started discovering where that money was going and so from there she was able to then you know go through some of these other laws and help her help her cut some of those things out
1: yeah I'm two comments here One, well, actually two comments and then kind of like a question. One, I know, so shout out to my older sister who's like a budgeting guru. And I think for most people, when you hear the word track, budgeting might also come into mind. Like um, essentially the first step of budgeting is like seeing where your money's going, right? Um, And so I budgeted and I realized I was spending like $80 $80 on coffee a month. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) And you guys, the worst part about this is that I have an espresso machine
0: so you were going Uh, above and beyond
1: so and now like now you know I make the extra effort to wake up and make myself coffee instead of let myself be in a a hurry but you know that's just another issue that I've tackled um with the help of tracking so I agree um okay a couple questions do you is there like a preferred you said that you know people do this a lot of different ways is there a preferred method because you know some people not a lot of people anymore carry cash some people pull out like i know my my downstairs neighbor um when i first moved back to boise uh pulled out 300 dollars every month and that was his food budget and it was like when the cash was ran out no No more food food. (laughs) (laughs) and so i guess that's kind of a way of tracking Mm -hmm. but like and then i go back to i'm kind of firing a lot at you right now um i kind of go back to i was a bartender for years and years and years in college and i always had cash on me and I didn't track that it at all. Like it was, it came and it went and it was like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. And so is there like a preferred way that you track? Do you recommend not even interacting with cash or, or what's that looking like with your opinion?
2: Yeah. So my opinion is that everyone is different. Yeah. Um, I, I know that's like kind of a weak answer it seems, no. but, but okay. everyone is different. Some mm-hmm. people do well with having cash. That's right there that they Mm -hmm. can have and see that it's like leaving and it's going and, you know, they're out of cash and then they're like, okay I can't spend it anymore. Some people have different um, checking accounts Mm -hmm. in, you know, under their membership and they're like, okay this is for groceries. This account is just for groceries. This is just for utilities. This is fun money. So some people like to do that. So people have like four debit cards or more.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a I'm lot to really, monitor. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> against that, but I would absolutely like get flustered at the counter and be like, "Oh, will just take this one." Yeah. <laughs> which card
2: is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have a couple of different cards like for mm-hmm. secondary accounts oh, and okay. things oh, like nice. that, which makes it easy, but when you get, you know, down there, a lot of people are taking a Sharpie and writing groceries, utilities, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. So it kind of just depends, you know, some people can see that like I said, you know, you can go into Idaho Central's um, online banking and you mm-hmm. can categorize your spending. Yes. And so you're kind of seeing where that's going and kind of keeping track of it that way. And so yeah. that's a nice thing. I know a lot of people will use the Mint app. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's very popular. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it just depends. I am like an old school spreadsheet gal. <sighs> Same here. <I'm> just <laughs> super old school. But that's what works for me. And that's, you know, what resonates with me. And so you know what works for me might not work for somebody else but that's why I kind of say like maybe try all of these things and see which one you know works for you and
0: do you recommend tracking constantly or like just to at least you know get get going let's get a basic understanding of how we're spending money so let's for one month for two months let's really get in here and track every single thing so that way we can then you know make some decisions you can see things and then maybe do a little bit better moving forward (laughs) I think continuing to track is really great and I also utilize that mint app and so it it categorizes what I spend on my debit card automatically like oh this was clothing this was you know whatever which is really nice you can see those categories but like when I was really trying to see what do I spend on I didn't want to just see my groceries Mm -hmm. I wanted to see like what groceries am I spending like am I spending a lot on and am I combining groceries. Like if I buy something at Walmart, well, you can buy anything at Walmart. So how do I break down what it is that I'm actually spending on? Is household stuff? Is it decor? Is it beauty products? Or is it food? Like that type of, you know, breakdown, which requires a little bit more work, but is really valuable to see, you know, moving forward and making those decisions.
2: Yeah, it is a lot of work at first. And I recommend at least doing a month, at least Um, one to three months would be ideal to just kind of get a feel for how you are spending your money Mm -hmm. so that you can really see, okay, this is how this is going. Um, So, you know, doing that one to three months, you at least have that baseline and then revisiting it in the future. Right. You know, like taking a look again. I mean, things change over time. So always revisiting it, but at least having that established line that you can look and say, okay, Here's here's where my problem is. Here's where uh-huh. my leaky faucet is. This, yeah. this needs to be fixed. Leaky, Love it.
1: leaky coffee faucet. <laughs> 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 okay, awesome. So step one, tracking. Okay, law number two, targeting. Targeting.
2: So targeting is like goal setting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're doing the targeting section, it's important to figure out what's important to you. Right. Right. Like, is your family the most important to you? Is a vacation most important to you? Is eating out most more important to you? Mm -hmm. You really want to establish the things that are important to you and your family. And I recommend that you do this together as a family, whether it's you and your spouse or you and your spouse and your children. And I know it seems weird to be like, why would I bring my children in on this? (laughs)
0: They're going to be like (laughs) (laughs) toys. Yeah.
2: They don't need to be in on the nitty gritty, of course. But like sharing these things with them is a really good start. for their future and learning this kind of stuff and it also helps buy them into stuff so like if you're saying like okay what's something really important maybe the family wants to take a trip to disneyland Mm -hmm. so you're like okay this is our goal this is what we're saving for we're going to save this amount of money every month um then when the kids come up and they say oh i really want this xbox and you can say okay is that xbox you know worth putting off Disneyland, you know, you can, you can relate right, it to true, that. Right. Like, does that make sense to, to buy an Xbox and really put off our goal mm-hmm. of this? It's going to take longer. Yeah. To get so there. it helps them buy into that process. And like when they're making those decisions, like, oh, I need new shoes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe that, that makes right. sense. Maybe you just want another pair of shoes just to have another (laughs) pair of shoes. Maybe that doesn't make sense. But (laughs) it kind of helps buy them in. And so when you have those goals and you have specific goals that are written down, Mm -hmm. that are specific, that are positive goals, those will be things that you can kind of um, use to measure, you know, and be successful. So,
1: Got it. Love it. I like that tip about writing down Um, when I put pen to paper for whatever reason, it like Mm -hmm. sticks in my mind that much stickier. (laughs) Um, all right, great. Okay. So moving on law three trimming. So what exactly is trimming? I don't, this one makes me sad.
2: You know, (laughs) you know what it is. I know. I do know what it is. It doesn't have to be sad. Okay. But yes, (laughs) like I said, you want to find those things that are important to you. Mm hmm. And so once you establish that, maybe your daily coffee is really, really important to you. And you'd rather have that than go on a vacation. And if that's the yeah. case, mm-hmm. then, yeah. then you found what's important to you and that's what you want. But most people feel like, oh, yeah, I could have used my lovely espresso machine yeah. at home mm-hmm. and still. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Basically, the law of trimming really is about living on less than you earn mm-hmm. so that you can have a surplus to reach your goals. So, you know, yeah. cutting out those things that maybe don't make sense or right. that are unnecessary. Obviously, we want to treat ourselves yeah. and have some of those things, but just being more aware mm-hmm. and, you know, having our goals in mind when we go to make these these trims. So talking more about paying yourself first. Yeah, you know, I like that. Um, And we've we've all kind of heard that, like it's important to maybe set up an automatic deposit right when your paycheck hits so that your money is going into your savings
1: account and it's never an option to spend it. Yes. Set it and forget it. (laughs) Someone told me that uh, when we were talking about investing and I was like, that's it. It's just I can't even see it. it I'm pretty sure that's a
2: commercial slogan. Is it? Yeah. If not, it should be.
1: Maybe yeah. that's where I forgot it. It's something I always remember. I'm gonna have to like Google it yeah. after this though. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm not so sad about trimming now. I'm gonna um, spend money on myself first. Is that what you right. said? Yeah. What you're, yeah.
2: Yeah. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Like you're putting yourself first before all of those mm-hmm. other things. You're saying, okay, this is important to me. It's important to have. A savings account for number one emergencies and yeah. also number two those goals that you're saving up for
1: absolutely we've
2: all got we've all got something yeah
1: and you know I think it's something that we'll kind of we'll talk about at the end too I think a lot of people really for me law one the tracking is like key here right because mm-hmm. I think so many people fit into this category of like I don't know where my money is going, but I, I don't have enough, so I'm not even going to track it. I'm not going to spend it cause I'm not paid enough and I don't make enough and blah, 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 blah. But once you see where those right. leaky faucets are, then you realize, wow, I have so much more potential. I have so much yeah. more money than I think. Um, and it's actually, it's really nice. And then even to have the ability to be like, Oh, I can trim down here. Like yes. I can save here is actually really uh, freeing.
2: Yes. So another, another part of trimming too. Um, is the debt rollover or snowball. Okay, yes. so this is a good tool to use to help you get there and to help it to help make it easier so you're you're, you're spending your money wisely. Okay. So the exercise is to write down all of your debts, kind of in like a little spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Think of a spreadsheet. So you're writing all your debts and you're writing down um, all of the balances remaining on those debts. Okay. Then you also want to write how much your monthly payment is for each of those. And the interest you are being charged on each thing. So if you have, you know, some credit cards and and things like that, you want to mark what that interest is. Um, and then you can also take it a step further and mark the number of payments until that balance is paid off. Okay. So you first, you want to do that. Then you want to take that and some people there. There are two different ways to do this. So you can take it and go with the lowest per. Or sorry the highest percentage of interest that you're paying and pay, pay that, that one, one off first, first okay mm-hmm. or you can do the the um, the smallest balance. Hopefully mm-hmm. they're one and the same <laughs> yeah, 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 but you want to take that higher interest rate and pay that off first. So once you pay that higher interest rate balance off first, then you would take that balance that you had just paid off that you'd been paying every month. so say you were paying $100 dollars every month to that. You would now take that and you would apply it to the next in line, the next highest interest balance. So then your 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 payment that you were making to the other one that was $200 is now $300 right. because you're adding that $100 in. And you're doing that down the line until you pay your debt off. And that will make you pay your debts off so much quicker. It will cut it down so quick. I know it's easy, like when we like pay off our car or when we pay off our credit card or anything, and we're like, "I have all this free money now that I can right. do so many things." But apply it's it elsewhere. yeah, it's mm-hmm. so important to apply it to that debt so that you can you can knock that down first, yeah. and then you're, I mean, you're in such a good spot yeah. once you pay all of those down. That oh think about the the financial freedom you have at that point. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely, and just getting and seeing progress
0: is can be so motivating to keep you going yeah you know it's like overwhelming when you don't see anything and you have all these bills and you're just you know constantly just paying things off and you know wondering where your money's going but then once you've really organized and looked at it and seen you know what your interest rates what you're paying and then you get that high off of paying something off like it's like okay i can do this i can keep going i can keep moving so i think it's a great motivator
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It it is really it is always a good feeling when you pay off a debt and you're like, yeah,
1: on top of the world. <laughs> I'll never forget paying off my car. I think I oh, like yeah. I like hugged my car and was like, we're free, <laughs> we're free. <laughs> I own you. You're yeah. mine. You are 100% mine. Oh man. Um, yeah, I love that idea. And I think you know, speaking from experience, when you pay something off and then you have this feeling of like, oh, I have free money. I have great, you know. But it's still like you know between. The, us and all of our listeners, I could have applied that to my student loan, and probably for a good while I did not. Um, but then you start spending money that you don't have, um, and it gets it can get really out of control. That's what I've realized with my mistakes as a young person with money is that the less you pay attention, right, the quicker that the steeper that hill is. Uh, that is just not good. Um, okay, uh, okay. So moving on to the last law, so law four, training. What exactly is this?
2: Well, this is where training comes into play at this point, right? You kind of get in that comfort zone and you're kind of forgetting and you're getting a little looser with spending your money, right? Mm -hmm. This is where like the discipline comes in. So this is where you want to, I say, revisit your finances every quarter. Like look at your budget and Mm -hmm. see what your, your budget is. I mean, things come up we get raises at work right yeah. like what are we going to do yeah. with those raises right are we going to blow those on something or are we going to put that towards you know debts or you know what are we going to do with that like mm-hmm. it's about being disciplined in those things doing some extra financial education to learn about this stuff things like that you guys are offering to saint mm-hmm. alphonsus team members hey we have this financial education for you that you can attend and better yourself financially so that you have less stress in your life. Right. So I I think it's absolutely amazing when a company offers things like that. Yeah. Um doing financial reviews. Most people don't know this um and a lot of financial institutions do them. Um I know ours ours are completely free. So we have yeah. For, for people that don't know, we do have our branch that's in the 999 building on the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. Anybody can come in anytime, even if you're not a member. You can come in and talk to us about your finances, and we can help you. If you need help learning how to um, balance a checkbook or categorize your spending or any of those things, you can come see us, and we'll take that time to sit with you. And work through that with you. We'll take a look and say, okay, hey, you have a credit card balance um, here and you're paying 25% interest on that. That's really high. You know, we can get you down to 13 or,
1: you know, something
2: like that. So kind of looking at those things and seeing where we can save you money um, is a big deal. So going and doing those things and then, like I said, the quarterly budget check-ins and saying, okay, has our budget changed? What are we doing well? What do we need to tighten up on? Got it. Some of those things. So this is where the Rocky music comes on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you get
0: pumped and motivated. Get back in there and check in with your money. And I think that that's that's great. It's training. Like you're training for something. It's keeping us
1: consistent. Yes. And accountable. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So a question or two before we let you go, Mikkel. Um what would you say is I feel like you know okay I've been pretty transparent this time around you know I, I have a masters degree which means I Definitely have student loan debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've I've paid off a car, I've paid off debt, I've been in that position of feeling like I'm never gonna get out of this, and I know that so many people are feeling this way. Um, you know, not just our colleagues, but the people who are listening that are a part of our community or just a part of the world right now. Mm-hmm. And so, what's just like a good first step? Is it coming into ICCU and saying I need help, or is it you know what what's the simplest thing that they can do? How do we make it easier for them to kind of process how to get started?
2: Yeah, it could be. Um, I think. I think the first step is taking a look at your finances. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. actually sitting down with your significant other if you share those finances and taking a look at them. Like really, you know, putting your, making yourself vulnerable and willing to, to make those changes. Um, I think that's really important. And yeah, coming in and talking to us and helping us or having us help you make a plan um, and to kind of get an idea of where you're at with things it might be checking your your credit report, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a look at that and seeing what's showing on there. Um, people might not know that you can pull your credit report uh, one time a year for free um, if you go to annualcreditreport.com. So you Wonderful. can take a look at that. And that's that's mm-hmm. really beneficial to see, you know, what's showing mm-hmm. up on there. Mm-hmm. But um, things like doing things like that and coming in and talking to us, you know, you don't have to go in and, like, purchase something or, like, sign up for a credit card if you come in. We'll sit down and talk to you and you wanna find a place that will do something like that for you. Um, we do it all the time for people. We'll sit down and say, Hey, you could save money here or hey, you're in a really good spot, you know, you can stick with that. That's that's really right. good. So I, I love that about Idaho Central. I we'll be too. honest with you. Like we don't wanna we don't wanna make you pay more money if, if we're not gonna help you in that spot. Right. We'll only help you in the spots that you need it.
1: I love that. Very cool. I love that. Very tender. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Candy, do you have any other questions or? No,
0: I think you really answered a lot of them. I think that these are some great steps. And, you know, I guess for our listeners, if they want to, they can always re-listen to this podcast. Oh, yes. But they could also go and check out maybe at the library to save some money. This Four Laws of Financial Prosperity. Look at you. Oh,
1: yes, oh my gosh, Candy, I love it.
2: <laughs> so
1: um, smart. And again, the authors are Blaine Harris and Charles Coonrat, and that's C-O-O-N-R-A-D-T. Um, okay, so any any final thoughts, Mikkel? Um,
2: Final thoughts are just, um, I know that finances can be overwhelming and scary, but you don't have to do it alone. We'll help you. Obviously, we're experts in that field, so we will help you. Um, you you know, if there's something you don't understand, don't be afraid to ask. I know sometimes people feel, you know, silly or, you know, like they shouldn't ask, like, what's a credit score? Well, guess right. what? Those are very complex things yeah. that are really hard to understand. And since we do understand those, we'd love to help you learn what that's about. And so don't be afraid to come and ask for help. We're here for you. Um, and... Remember that you work for a great place that's helping you with your your wellness all around, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I think you work for a great place too, Mikael. Well, I do
2: too. <laughs> I feel very grateful to work for the place I work.
1: Good. I'm yeah. glad. Well, um, we are so lucky to have you. Um, so, if you are a Saint Alphonse's colleague and you're interested in learning more, we are doing a webinar, lunch and learn series on the four laws of financial prosperity. The date, the exact date, is escaping me right now, but we'll go ahead and put it in the show notes so that you guys know. And then in September, we'll be back for um, how to financial planning for like emergency preparedness, essentially. Um, And so if you're interested in that, you can sign up on our Live Your Whole Life Event Smart page. And to those who are just in the community listening, thank you. And we will chat with you guys next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.